Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters Caster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. We got a lot to get through in a very short she's period back. of time. She's back! She's back! She's back! We are happy that she's Just. back. Sorry. Welcome back, Dragon Rider. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to be back. I, I missed everybody last week, but... Well, we missed you, you know, too. Ugh. Feeling sick is never fun, especially when it hits fast, and then you gotta move, like, all of your commitments around, and then that just adds to the stress, and it's like, ugh, okay. But this week, better, back on track, so, yeah, new stuff. Yeah. New stuff, yeah, <laughs> we have it. Just in time, yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's get rolling, Mage. Uh, let's hit last week's poll question. What do we have? All right, so I screwed up on last week's poll question. Not once, but twice. So I apologize for that. Uh, as such, the poll question did not get as many votes this week as it should have because I only listed it for 24 hours rather than several days like I typically do. But... We asked you what class needs the most help from the mini set. We didn't even know what the mini set theme was going to be for sure when we asked this question. We had 19 votes. Uh, thank you to all of you that voted. And with 57.9%, Priest was the winner. And uh, not surprising. They've been kind of MIA since the, uh, since the nerf to Elusia. Uh, in second place, we had a, actually a tie with Rogue and with Other. Uh, we only really <laughs> we only really had one person tell us what they what the other class was, and it was Diego Centric who who was talking about Mage and so, Mage minions. So someone in agreement with me about needing needing something besides Quest Mage. Uh, we had another comment, and I'm, I I don't have it up right now. That basically just said whatever class I'm playing is is the class that needed needs the most help. And then with zero percent of the votes, nobody thought that Demon Hunter needed any help from the mini set. So uh, I guess I guess we'll talk about whether or not they got some help or not here in just a little bit. They've got Ilganath. That's all they really need, right? I guess so. I guess so. Okay, so let's move on to the news. So, Deadmind's mini set announced and launched five distinct uh, cards. Wait, five distinct cards. Four legendaries, one epic card, 14 rares. I think that's 35 distinct cards. Sorry, there's a three minute. Yeah, I. I, I, a, I yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was like, five distinct cards. That doesn't sound right to me. No. Yeah. So 35 distinct cards, four legendary cards, one epic card, 14 rare cards, and 16 commons. Entire 66 cards mini set for $14.99 or 2,000 gold. We'll review all the cards during our main topic. Uh, we got well, same same price same pricing as the last mini set. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can get it for gold uh, as well as cash is is, is great. I just, I like that. I actually bought it with gold this time because I had 15,700 gold. So I was like, all right, well, it's, it's, 
I can spend some of that. I'm not going to spend all of that, and I'm going to make some more back before the expansion. So I was like, yeah, let's let's go. Let's save 15 bucks, and I can afford it. And like yep. That's like my battle pass or whatever they call it at the beginning of the season. It's like the the set. So it's like, yeah, it's it just paid for itself. So there you go. Yep. Okay. So patch 21.6 released, uh, bringing updates to all game modes and legendary quest line. Includes Deadmines mini set and bug fixes for constructed pay. Yeah, play. <laughs> legendary quest line. Collect four total packs. Two United and Stormwind, and two standard packs for completing three legendary quests. Standard bugs and fi- bug fixes included: Mask of Cthulhu and Idol of Yasharaj are now shadow spells. A bleed that is cast when draw will now consume the temporary Talented Arcanist spell damage increase. Temporary spell damage will no longer apply to delayed effects like sigils or secrets. They fixed a bug where playing an additional copy of Razor Wayne Battleguard would cause an additional taunt minion to be discounted that turn. Oh, so I didn't realize that was a bug. Uh, fixed a bug where Prismatic Jewel Kit would trigger from Transform Effects. So we got a Hero Portrait revamp in Collection Manager. We've added a landing page to the Heroes tab of the Collection Manager to show your currently favored heroes, organize all heroes by class, and more easily track your collection. Search by class! Yay! Yay! Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I feel like, honestly, that is one thing that I've really wanted for a long time, especially with... Uh, I think we've had this conversation before and I've seen it on Twitter, but sometimes some of the the portraits kind of look similar, right? And you're like, oh, that portrait is, or you think it's something. Right? I think that's a mage portrait. And then so you're looking next to all the Janas and you're like, where the hell is this portrait? And then you realize, oh, wait, that's this other class. And you got to scroll through like 15 pages or however <laughs> many hero pages there are to try to find it. Uh, so I, I think just that on its own, like we've definitely gotten to the point where there's so many. It's really nice. They're a really great quality of life thing to actually have it all split up and organized and you can easily see like what portraits, you know, you're having what you're looking for. Yeah. There's not a, you, you don't page through it anymore. You, you literally yeah. go to a page and it's got all 10 classes there and then you click on the class you want to see and then you get all the portraits that are available for that class. And then you can obviously pick which one uh, you and then favorite at, and then that will be the, will be the one. But then when you, when you initially go in there to that landing page, it shows you which of the, you know, whatever one is displayed is the one that you currently have favorited um, as well. So it's, it's, uh, I think a much, much better way of, of organizing the, uh, the, the heroes, the hero portraits. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's no more flipping through, to figure out what my mage portrait is or what my druid portrait is. So, very good update. Uh, we have four battle-ready decks now available in shop. Uh, first, we have Rogue, Agents of SI7, Go Go Gizmo. Utilize, utilize the Agents of SI7 to collect the sneaky spy gizmos that can surprise your enemies and swing the battle in your favor. 
Druid, swarming squirrels. Swarm the enemy with early taunts, squirrels, and a peasant? Go nuts with these powerful token-based synergies and finish with Arbor up. Hunter, Dwarven Defense. Cast damage dealing spells to fend off enemies. Once you've cast six, turn the tables of the battle with the aid of Tavish, Master Marksman. And Paladin, Knights of Stormwind. Defend Stormwind through unity and honor. Strengthen your minions with powerful hand buffs to overwhelm your foes. I mean, it's cool they're bringing these back, right? That That's... Definitely a good like collection building. Are they still twenty bucks? They're fifteen dollars for 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 a deck, and they do include some cards from the Dead Mines mini set too, as well. Like the Rogue deck has Edwin Defiance Defias Kingpin in it. Uh, the Swarming Squirrels has the the new Druid of the Reef that we'll be talking about. I find it interesting. The Hunter deck actually is a quest deck. Um, it is the only one of these four that is a quest deck. Um, so, so the rogue's a quest deck too. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, that's right. Yes, no, you're you're correct. So two of the four decks are quest decks, and then, uh, and then yeah, we've got, um, but we've got all. F- I think all four of them have have cards from the Defias mini set in them. At least, at least one. Um, so one or two, so yeah, just taking a peek, they all look like a pretty fantastic deal. I mean, the Hunter one has five legendaries, <laughs> Paladin one has four, the Rogue one has three, Druid has two, and if there was another deck, it would have one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it seems like a pretty fantastic deal if you need a deck like these. Um, might not be everything you want. Maybe you want to tweak a little bit, but it is a fantastic start. And like, you could pick one of these up and even if they're not ideal, you're still going to win games on the ladder. So I think from like, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, if you're coming back from the game after a little bit of a hiatus, this is, this is a great way to kind of get back into the swing of things quickly, as opposed to. You know, maybe spending a bunch of money on packs that don't necessarily end up lending themselves to a a cohesive deck right right from the get go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. I think we've had with the new mode coming out with mercenaries. There's been some people that have come back to Hearthstone. Um, I think even like the time frame of kind of getting this out a bit before like holidays and that kind of stuff. You know before the or around the same time as this mini set you know it's gonna people will kind of come back into the game a bit and have maybe have some time to play they'll be attracted to standard again and stuff so yeah having this option seems seems pretty great right now and like you said before they were around 20 right but now they're 15 so a little bit of a better deal and some pretty valid stuff so good to see those come back Okay, then we have Warsong and Rexar, uh, Warsong Rexar and Scholar Jaina return to shop. Originally part of a Book of Hearts, uh, Book of Heroes bundle, these portraits are now available for a thousand gold or six ninety nine. Then we have Book of Mercenaries. Cariel is coming November 9th. Listed in twenty one point six patch notes. 
Defeating all bosses in this linear adventure will reward one Paladin deck containing only Paladin cards from Standard. Then we have Paladin uh, pack, a pack, just a pack, not not an entire deck of cards. Did I say deck? You said deck. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. Yes, it is one pack. <laughs> I apologize, guys. So uh, uh, then we have Alkali Lake. Is that how we decided to pronounce that? I don't know how she pronounced that. Joins yeah, Hearthstone. That's right. Joins Hearthstone team as community mad manager. Announced on Twitter during her first day, along with a picture of her dog Porter. Very cute. Uh, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, I mean she was someone and, and we saw was... around the community already, right? She was always around. Yes. Very, very high profile streamer and cosplayer. In fact, she was in that uh, Mercenaries commercial in her in her Valera cosplay. So this is, uh, yeah, this this is definitely somebody that that knows the community, has been a part of the community, and I, I think is a is a great uh, a great fit for for the position. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, she's been a huge advocate for. Uh, really increasing diversity and inclusion in events and and just it, as streamers and things in in the community overall as well. So, uh, you know, we've seen her doing that from the outside. So now I can't wait to see how she continues, you know, making sure that there's more and more inclusion uh, from the inside as well. So yeah, definitely super thrilled for her and uh, excited to see what what comes of that. Exactly. So. Blizzard news. Jen O'Neill, co-leader of Blizzard, is leaving the company. Uh, statement reads in part, I want to hear I want you to hear from me personally that I have been made that I have made the decision to step away from co-leading Blizzard Entertainment and will transition to a new position before departing ABK at the end of the year. Effective immediately, Mike Yabara will lead Blizzard. And speaks to a $1 million grant to Women in Games International. ABK's leadership is graciously offering their support for my decision and has worked with me on a plan to invest in the future of other women in the gaming industry. By agreeing to make a US million, $1 million grant to the Women in Games International, a fantastic nonprofit organization where I am a board member that cultivates and advances equality and diversity in global games industry. So, cool. I mean, that's, Sur that's, that, yeah. It was surprising. Uh, mm -hmm. She's only been kind of co leader of Blizzard for about three months. And is now transitioning out of that role, and and is going to work on setting up this this grant that they're doing before leading the leaving the company at the end of the year. And and so I was, I, I definitely saw some some comments uh, on Twitter about that, and and uh, just. I don't know. It, it it's it it just took me by surprise, and I definitely think we should we needed to mention it and see where this where this goes because i think one of the things that i i i liked about the move from jay allen brack to this co-leader situation was the fact that there was at the very top 
you know, a, a woman to help make sure that this, that things were going to be going in the right way. And, and, you know, she's, she speaks about being inspired by all the things that she's heard and in talking with people there. Um, but this, this, this is, this, this is the route, the route that she's going to be going. So it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, I think for me, I you know, we didn't really get to see a lot from her. And, you know, in terms of like people that work there, for the most part, we don't really get to see a lot of the behind the scenes, what they do or don't do, right? Like, you know, yeah, some of us are privy to kind of what they post on social media. But, you know, of course, that's never going to encompass everything that's going on. Um, I think for me, the most shocking thing was that apparently they announced her departure during the um the the quarterly the, call today the earnings call the earnings call yeah so uh and apparently they usually like internally announce that stuff ahead of time but they didn't do that this time it was just like a everybody learned it all at once and is like hmm that seems very odd i don't know what to make of that but we'll see there's lots of stuff changing don't know what's going to come of all of that yet, but uh, hopefully things will continue going in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hope, right? So, um, without further ado, that's the news. And now we can talk about mini cards or card mini set review. <laughs> I tried to jam too many words into a single phrase. So, yes. These are not full-sized Hearthstone cards. Nope. These are just mini cards. <gasps> like mini cupcakes? Ooh. Yes. Okay. We're on to something. Alright, I'm on board. <laughs> okay, so we got, as we said, during the, the main topic, we have uh, 35 new cards so let's just go into it we'll use our standard rating system from hero power coin concede one being bad two being fringe support three being strong uh in a key support in a few decks four is very strong good in several decks five is format defining and six is opaf please nerf now that we have that out of the way, do you guys want to do you guys want to add anything to that before we move into the set review? Okay, all right. Well, then we will start with Demon Hunter. Uh, with first a rare spell, uh, six mana Proving Grounds summons two minions from your deck. They uh they fight. I don't know what this is for, so I gave it a two. I I literally I have no idea what this is supposed to do. So um yeah, I gave it a two. You want me to go <laughs> you want me to go next, Dragon Hunter? Yeah. Uh, I I don't get the card either. It's six mana, so it costs a lot. You summon two minions, which presumably could be good, but they fight so they could unless they have death rattles or they have divine shields or something. Uh, they're just, they might just end up killing each other. So I give this a one. I just think this is bad. I don't get it. 
it definitely it could be better than that, but I I just don't I don't I don't know. What what was your score, Mage? One. Okay. I did, and I don't like giving ones. <laughs> I, I don't like giving ones. But I gave this a one because I don't yeah. get it. Yep. I uh, completely agree with everything you just said. I don't like usually giving ones either. Sometimes I'm like, like, I try to give the benefit of the doubt. You know, like, maybe this can fit somewhere. This one, I just, I, I don't understand. When I first looked at it, I was like, they fight. Huh? They, they fight each other? But why? Like, like that meme, like he's holding his mask down with his head tilted. Like, but why? I don't, I just don't understand. I don't get it. Maybe this is like a setup card for something that we're going to see in the future. I, I, that's what, that's, I, that's I the only know. reason I didn't give it a one. I'm like, I don't understand yeah, like, it. I will give this card the benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I've talked about this the last several sets that we've had, is that I really feel like the design of all the cards overall has dramatically increased, right? Every card does something. We're not seeing just vanilla cards. So, you know, I, like, I'm wanting to find something for this, but I just, right now, I'm, unless I'm really completely missing something, I just don't see it. I don't understand it. So... Unfortunately for me right now, this has got to be a one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree 100%. I'm just like, I, I was just like, I'm giving this the benefit of the doubt as like, this could be potentially something I don't see right now, but uh, it just, it does not feel good. So, uh, like, uh, that one has me torn. Uh, I feel like the next one is a little bit more straightforward. Uh, Crow's Nest Lookout. It is a three mana, two, three battle cry deal two damage to the left and right most enemy minions. Um, the two, two, two. I think you said it was a two, two three. Oh, excuse me. I, I am guys. I am slightly dyslexic. I apologize. So sometimes that will happen. I will get numbers mixed up. I'm being serious. I am slightly dyslexic. So I apologize for that. So I have this listed. I I went back and forth, but I ended with a three. I think this is can see some place somewhere. I don't know where it is yet, but like I don't want to discount it as being awful. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is an awful card. This isn't proving grounds 2.0 or anything like this. This I actually could see a spot for, specifically in a more aggressive deck. I don't like that it's understated for the mana cost, but the fact that it does basically four damage in addition to the two two body. Uh, you know, we've played slightly understated minions for a battle cry effect before, and and a three mana two two. We have played it at at various points in Hearthstone's history. I don't know that it's been too recent, but I gave this a two. I think this could see some support uh, in, in a, an aggressive deck. It is a demon, so it does have the demon tag. That might be important at some point as well. Uh, I don't. I don't see where it fits right now in what Demon Hunter is doing. Yeah, I also gave it a two, basically for the same reasons. Like it, it seems like it could be great. Maybe it's a little bit more meta dependent. Um, I could see this if they if your opponent only has one minion, 
then that counts as both the left and right. So you're going to get to deal four, which could be great. Um, but I, I just don't know if at this point we're slotting this into decks uh, at the moment. So yeah, I gave it a two. Okay. Um, so then we have our final demon hunter need for greed. It is a five mana tradable spell. Um, draw three cards. If drawn this turn, this costs three. So if you top deck it, it costs two less. Uh, I mean, at, at this point in time, I think I heard the argument just, I don't remember where, but like this might see play after skull rotates out. Um, but right now I don't see it. So I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave this a two as well. I like the flexibility of being able to trade this back into your, into your deck, but the, the downside with the way the card is written is it'll never decrease in cost, uh, from, from three. Like if you, if you draw it, the turn, if you want to play it, the turn that you draw it, it's always going to be three. Uh, mm -hmm. It just, uh, that's just the way it works. And um, so, you know, th there's definitely, it's not as good as potentially some other options. Um, you know, we have acrobatics and some things that th this is, depending on the situation, it might be a little bit better, but by and large, I gave this a two as well. I And I, I think it'll see more play later than this sooner. Yeah, I gave it a three. Um, you know, I, I think there's a little bit more flexibility. I could maybe see this getting slotted, at least maybe even a one of, uh, into some of the, like, questline demon hunters. Uh, you know, things that are really going off of that, discounting it. And then, like Mage said, like, if you draw it, then Jace discounts it, but then it becomes three. So you wait until the next turn after. But that tradable effect, too. Um, seems pretty good. I do think it gets better after some of the other Demon Hunter draw, like Skull, rotate out. Um, so right now, it's probably not quite as good as some of the tools, but I definitely think it's a solid card on its own. Okay, that's uh, all right. For should Demon we, should we, yeah, let's move on to Druid. Uh, there's some pretty good cards here for Druid. We'll start with Druid of the Reef. It is a one mana one one with a choose one effect that says transform into a 3-1 shark with rush or a 1-3 turtle with taunt. Uh, this seems like a fantastic card. Uh, it says both the, both, both the uh, transform uh, minions or beasts as well as the combined one if you're able to create a 3-3 uh, three, three minion because you've got you can play both the choose one features. Um, I, I think this slots into the the uh, aggro druid right now. It, it works great with the uh, with the oracle of loon. It 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 does not uh, get discounted with the battle guard, but that might actually be a benefit because you probably want to discount a two mana. Um, two mana uh taunt as opposed to a one mana taunt uh, but I, I think this is going to see a lot of play and probably will continue to see a lot of play for for its time in standard we've seen some one threes in the past 
uh, and those always tend to be pretty good. The fact this can be a 3-1 rusher as well means that it is just so versatile. So I gave this a 4. I think it's one of the best cards in this mini set. I also gave this card a 4 for all of the reasons you just stated. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, I originally gave it a 4, but I think I'm dropping it to a 3 just because, like... I don't know how many decks this will go into. I think any faster, more initiative-focused Druid deck it goes into, but any slower, like, ramp-based Druid, it probably isn't going into that. So I decided to drop it down to a three, but yeah, this is definitely, like, in those faster decks, in the, you know, you're looking for an early minion. This card seems freaking fantastic. I think I could make make the case that it should be in some of those slower ramp decks too, just to make sure that you don't get run over while you're ramping, uh, because it can be a removal or it can be just kind of a stopgap uh, taunt sort of thing as well. But I, I I could potentially see it not being quite quite as ubiquitous as I think it will be. But moving on, the rare card for Druid is a spell. It is two mana. It is Moonlight Guidance. It says, discover a copy of a card in your deck. If you play it this turn, draw the original. Uh, this is an arcane spell, if that means anything any, anything uh, in the in the future. Uh, I, I like this card. You're getting a copy of a card that's already in your deck. So if it was good enough to be in your deck, you probably are going to want it at some point. Uh, it means you can potentially get extra copies of really important spells. So the fact that this is flexible enough that it can get you, say, a Lunar Eclipse if you need something uh, right now uh, to maybe help stabilize because you're getting run over by an aggro deck. Or it could be a big value generator like a like an Arbor Up or it could be, uh, you know, the... Um, Oh gosh, the eight mana card that gives you Cenarian uh, Ward. A, a minion. <laughs> Cenarian Ward. It yep. can, it could, it you could do a Cenarian Ward thing as well. So, and and I think that it's it's solid enough that you can play it without necessarily drawing the original as well. This could just allow you to find an extra copy of something that you want uh, during this game. So. I gave this a very strong three rating. Uh, I, I bordered on four, but I don't think it's quite that good. But it is a really good card that I think is going to see quite a bit of play. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I also gave it a three. Um, I, I, I can see this being, this is the slower ramp-based druid deck, kind of tutoring your deck. I don't know that... Um, you know, your aggro taunt token druid is going to want to spend the mana looking for a card like this. So I think this just goes straight into, you know, miracle druid and not so much, you know, taunt druid. So, but I still feel like it's a real solid card. So I gave it a three. That's so funny. I think like we ended up being kind of opposites on these two so far. I gave this one a four. Uh, I really like this. I, I feel like it can slot into multiple decks. I don't even mind playing this in Aggro Druid uh, to find one of those key cards, potentially. You know, if you're looking for uh, Oracle of a Loon, you're looking for composting, you know, and, and getting that Discover can really help you find that. Or if you don't find the things, you're playing cheap enough stuff that 
it feels likely that you can just play the cheap thing you discover, pull it out of your deck, and then that increases the chance you get what you're looking for the next turn. Um, so I, I, I think there's definitely potential in a lot of decks. Um, this seems pretty flexible and for, for only two mana. So yeah, plus all the listed reasons that you guys already gave. Like This seems like a pretty dang good card. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you, Dragon Rider. I think this that the mana cost isn't prohibitive enough that you can be a, a more aggressive style deck and, and still make use of a card like this. Just because, I mean, think about the times that you've like could use an extra arbor up or something, or be able to find something like that, or or find a card to kind of fill out the next couple turns and and the fact that you could do this it's relatively inexpensive and then and then potentially draw uh an extra car you know a copy of that uh if you're able to play it the same turn i i think is i think is really interesting uh the rare card for druid is jerry rig carpenter two mana two one pirate Yes, druids get pirates, apparently. <laughs> Battlecry, draw a choose one spell and split it. So you actually take one spell and get a... You get two spells from it, each having one of the choose one effects from the spell that you drew. And, you know, there is... There's some interesting uh, choose one cards, especially early early game cards... Uh, like so, so the, so the, wh what is the <laughs> crap? I, I'm forgetting what the the uh, the new the newer one is the the one mana. Uh, I should have I should have the uh, card list up. I I am sorry. I know exactly. Uh, it's either summon a one one or summon a two two triant or give your minions plus one attack. Sow the soil. Yes, choose one. Draw. Give your minions plus one attack or summon a two two triant. So apologies to all of you screaming at your at your uh, device of choice listening to this, saying I know what this is. Why have you forgotten? Because I've been one of those people, by the way. I always remember card names when I'm listening to other people, and and now I'm I, I'm on the other end. But like that, Power of the Wild, different different things like that. Even um, you know, there there's some some other ones that start to get a little more expensive that I, I don't know are as good with this. But I think some of those those two early game cards could be really cool as separate cards that you'd get to use both of uh if you're playing a more aggressive style druid so i gave the i gave this a strong three as well i don't know that it sees as much play in a, a ramp style or bigger sort of i want to play big minions as druid sort of thing um but but i think this is still a card that's going to see some play I gave it a two. I feel like the the choose one options aren't super interesting right now for Druid personally. So I was like, I don't see a lot of use in this. I mean, I can see the potential, but it feels like kind of a, it's a two one. It doesn't do enough for me. So I, I liked it as a two. I also gave it a two and kind of the same reasons. I'm not, I don't know where we're putting it quite yet. This might be another one that really sees play depending on like maybe the next expansion or 
uh, after rotation and then all of a sudden we want to play you know play some other things um but i'm not sure yet i i'm also kind of interested i don't know if interested is the right word maybe confused <laughs> uh this has the pirate tag uh so i don't know if we're just like seeing that as just a kind of quote-unquote bad pirate to pull from like random effects or something but i don't know i just i just gave it a two so unlike unlike something like proving grounds i i feel like there's going to be choose one effects if not right now but i i i bank on the fact that that there's going to be a point before this rotates where where you are going to have enough choose one cards that you're going to want to run that you wouldn't mind having split a split copy of it um to to make this work so yeah i i might be i might be overvaluing it with the few future potential but uh, i i think this could be a good card why don't we move on to hunter dragon rider all right yes the first one i love i love the just the art and the the name of this one it is a rare spell doggy biscuit two mana tradable give a minion plus two plus three after you trade this give a friendly minion rush now this is interesting uh because you can't you can't get both effects right if you use it on like you're using the pl the buff then you're not trading it so okay so you're not getting like the buff and rush so you're kind of having to choose which which way you want to go with it but that feels so flexible to me i mean if you want to go for the buff then just use it it's two mana it's not very expensive if you're not looking for this or you don't need the rush you can trade it off and or uh if you're not wanting the buff i mean you can trade it off and get rush which seems pretty cool. I I think there's definitely some uses with this. Um and it's it doesn't specify like uh you know it just says give a friendly minion rush. Um it's it's not a beast. It's not very specific like that. So I kind of like it a lot more than some of the other things we've seen in the past. Um so I'm actually going to give this one a 4. Okay. I gave it a 3. Um, I think it's very it's very interesting. The tradable effects very powerful. So I I think it's I think it has some potential. So I gave it a three. Uh, ultimately, I gave this a two. I I think that it makes. I, I think for the mana, you're getting a decent uh, buff for the for the cost and the and the fact that. You're basically presented with an option of two mana, give a minion plus two plus three, or pay one mana to give something rush, uh, a random something in your hand. And and so to me, that, that seems like two pretty okay options. It's on the board. Um, that gives a give a friendly oh, minion rush. Friendly, yeah. I guess they do. Yeah. It does have to be. Yeah, it would be on the board. So um, you can kind of manipulate then what what gets the rush potentially and uh you know that that seems seems reasonable i just i'm not 
I'm not seeing necessarily right now a situation where Hunter is trying to play a lot of buffs like this. I think they're I think they're trying to like buff minions that they're going to eventually play, not necessarily putting a minion on the board and then buffing it. But um, you know, we might get to a point where that that suddenly is a thing that Hunter is doing, in which case this seems like this will fit that deck pretty well. So, I mean, I think this is a a borderline 3 for me, but I do, I just wasn't quite ready to give it that just yet. Um, not going for that future potential, I guess, that I gave to the uh, the Jerry Rig Carpenter, I guess, just a moment ago. That's fair. I, I think the benefit for this is that Hunter really needs draw. So Hunter getting a tradable effect feels a lot more impactful than it, it might in some of the other classes. Um, but the next one here is a common minion. It is Defias Blast Fisher, 5 mana, 3-2 Pirate. Battlecry, deal 2 damage to a random enemy. Repeat for each of your beasts. Oh, I, I, I really don't know how I feel on this one. I feel like, for me, like, this is either a 2 or a 4, and I don't know which. Like, this is either just pretty fringe because you can't really get enough beasts to really make it awesome. Or this is a additional crap ton of damage and you really hate when this comes out and it's common so you can play two. But I'm leaning right now more towards this being a two than a four. Um, I think if we still had like Unleash the Hounds, this would be pretty crazy in standard. But without Unleash the Hounds and maybe as much like mass things, maybe the rats, but they, they feel a little slower. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just going to lean in on the two right now. And this is what I'm going to keep my eye on. I think this card is trash. I gave it a one. <laughs> I mean, I just I just don't think it's ever going to be worth it to have a three, two for five mana it has like this just feels like win more if you're able to play a three two on five and you have enough damage on you know enough beasts on the board that this is going to swing it or it just feels like it's just a win more card and i don't even think it's that worthwhile just because it's so expensive so i gave it a one i feel like for this card to be good one of something like the Sindori Scent Finder, which is the uh, Frenzy Summon 411 Hyenas with Rush. Uh, the Rodent Nest, where you're summoning 5-5 five, five rats. Or the Rats of Extraordinary Size, where you're, where you're summoning 7-1-1 rats. Those are, the, those are the types of things that have to be good enough to see play for this card to be good. I, I think of another card like this, a five mana three two that Shaman was running. And the reason they were running it is you gained a one one rusher for all the other cards or spells or minions that were in your hand. And um, they were doing it because they wanted to evolve their, their, their board. So it wasn't even because they wanted to really do something with that card. It's they just wanted a bunch of things to evolve. So I, do, I just... I feel like that card is more impactful than the Disfias Blast Fisher 
actually is. And so I gave this a, a, a very weak two. Uh, maybe, maybe there is a situation where, where, where the two damage battle cry that gets repeated ends up being worth it. But that's a really steep price for the body of the minion for that. You'd have to get several blasts off for this to be, to be worth it. And even then I'm not so sure that's something you're going to want to do or be able to pull off real consistently specifically because the mana cost is five. Right. And the last one we have is monstrous parrot. It is a common four mana three four beast battle cry repeat the last friendly death rattle that triggered uh, there's a little note doesn't have to be this turn so it's just the last friendly death rattle that triggered i i gave this a three i think it's good there's some good death rattles i i don't know i'm not sold enough on it to be like this card is so great we're just like including it now and it's it's gonna be amazing but i don't think it's like terrible either so i'm just gonna give it the three and like yeah this this could be a thing and call it good i actually gave it a four i feel like um hunter has the death rattle support um there is a lot of death rattle in there um they have some good ones and potential to get even better ones and this card just um kicks up to 11 because it's just four mana and it happens so um it's a beast so it can be brought out by copies can be pulled out by selective breeder um i think this is a this card can be a, a build around maybe four is too high but i like this card a lot i think it's a pretty cool design so yeah i went with it yeah, I th I think right now I've seen comments about uh, augmented porcupine and bloated python are kind of the two best ones that you could trigger, presumably on curve before you would play a monstrous parrot, something like a teacher's pet. If you're talking about around the same mana cost, that's a five mana card that you could potentially trigger and then have play this on on six and get another three cost beast. Um, I think I. I agree with you. I think the the fact that it's a death rattle uh, effect in a class that actually has had some pretty decent death rattles uh, in the past means that even if this doesn't see play in the short term, I think it's a powerful enough effect that it's going to see play at some point in standard. So I gave I gave it a solid three, and I and I expect that we will see this parrot uh, at some point if not immediately um, before it rotates out of standard. Okay. Well, that's so, all of it. Yep. So let's move on to Mage. And first up, we have Arcane Overflow, a five mana arcane spell. Um, deal eight, uh, eight damage to an enemy minion. Summon a uh, remnant with stats equal to excess damage. Uh, it says, and uh, the note here is, works like piercing shot, don't bother with Moarg. So, um, uh, I give this a two. <laughs> Mage has way more efficient ways of dealing with minions on the board. And, I mean, this is, 
you might pick it off a ruined orb if you need it or a quest clear you know the second quest completion i just someone's gonna try and make this work so i gave it a two but i don't know it, it doesn't feel great right now i could see it being more uh you know uh appetizing in the future but yep so two from me I gave this a three. I think it's a little bit better than that. Uh, we've seen a five mana, eight damage to a minion in the past. Didn't see a ton of play. Uh, I think it's like Flame Lance, I think, if I remember right, that was the name. The fact that this potentially creates a minion based on the excess damage is is kind of interesting because it allows you to actually create a minion uh, if you want to. Uh, with this with this spell so I think it's a bit more flexible um, than maybe some other other options and like there's room in in quest mage right now that you could slot this in as like the 30th 29th and 30th card over a pexus blast or something um, so I think it'll probably be experimented there and if you end up going a route where you're not necessarily full spell I know. Imagine that as a mage playing a non-completely spell-driven deck. Uh, you, you, this, this might be a decent removal option for you. Um, so I, I, I kind of like it. Uh, I gave it a two. I'm, I, th- I don't know. I, I'm feeling like it's kind of fringe. I think this is going to pair with uh, one of the other cards we're going to talk about in a minute here, um, and the the ink set is that what it's called the the one that works with the uh, five cost spells yeah they're five the or more cost the celestial yeah. ink yeah yes um but i don't think we're going to see that yet i think we're going to see that either next expansion when there's more high cost cards because that's when we'll have like the most amount of cards in standard or we'll see it um like after some of the other stuff rotates out and people experiment outside of just like quest line spell mage. Uh, so that's, I just gave it a two for now. Okay. Then we have deep water evoker, a four mana three, four pirate battle cry, draw a spell, gain armor equal to its cost. We don't really have that big spell archetype right now. So I gave it a two. It's a bit fringy. Give this a two as well. I think we've seen this effect on uh, where you draw a spell and gain armor based on that. And Mage has had where you gained armor because of a a minion when you casted a spell. Uh, I think the cost is just too expensive on the on the minion for you to really to really uh, do something with this. yeah, I think I think you want to gain like five armor or more, and yeah, there's not a lot of five plus spells that you're that you're gonna want to run that it, that um, that that you would want to run with this. Yep, I also gave it a two. I think this seems like it could be pretty good in something like that celestial ink set deck that it seems like they might be trying to make a thing, but I just don't know if there's enough support for it to make it good yet. So two for me. And then final mage card is gray sage parrot, eight mana, six, six beast, 
Battle cry, battle cry, repeat the last spell you cast that costs five or more. I mean, I, I feel like this, I gave it a two, but my explanation for this card is exactly the same. That's it's Mask of Cthulhu. It's Deep Freeze. Those are like the big spells you would potentially want to run in a deck where you're running minions as well as spells. Um, right now, yes, maybe there'll be uh, you know a puzzle box of Yogg-Saron or something that comes out eventually where where suddenly this makes a little bit more sense. But right now, I I don't see it. I, it's 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 a two. It's very fringe. I think you're. You're doing. You're you're going to do something fun and wild with this before you do something in standard with this. Yep, two for me. All of the mage cards this mini set are twos. I think they're all kind of going for that same archetype, but I just don't. I don't know if it's quite good enough to be viable right now. So, fringy in that deck. That's about it. All right. Let's jump to Paladin. We have Righteous Defense is the first one. It is a three mana. Sp- holy spell that says set a minion's attack and health to one give the stats it lost to a minion in your hand so it actually is a bit of a hand buff card um seems really like really weird as a removal card i'm not quite sure i like it um i feel like there's either better removal or better buffing that you could be doing uh, if you're Paladin, so I gave this a 2 right now. I don't don't see a place for this necessarily. Okay, well, I gave it a 3. It seems interesting enough because it also fits into hand buff, so I think there's a little bit more utility to it, so I gave it a 3. I also gave it a 3. At first I was like, it's a 4! I, I just really love the way this card is. Um, I really want a mid-range paladin to come back. I still I still want it. Um, I think it goes into something like that. But I think the setting the stats and then gaining the stats that it lost is a really cool mechanic. I think it's pretty flexible. And I really want to play with this one. Uh, I think this also could be great for like putting into... Uh, tournament decks and stuff so i really want to see if people start doing that like maybe depending on what what they're going to be seeing but uh yeah i just gave it a three yeah i want i want hand buff paladin to be a thing i i enjoyed the games that i've played with that deck so far and i maybe maybe this ends up being uh slotting right in there but um i'm not i'm not sure Wealth Redistributor is a 5-mana 2-8 pirate with taunt that says, Battlecry, swap the attack of the highest and lowest attack minion. Seems expensive for what it does. It does have taunt, which is kind of interesting. Um, This only has two, so this presumably could be the lowest attack minion on the board and so suddenly this could be a really big taunt uh attack wise i don't like cards that i necessarily have to engineer a specific situation for it to work well um especially when they start to get to be five six seven mana so i gave this a two 
but it might be a little bit better than that. I gave that a two as well. It seems it's too situational for a five cost card, so I, I just don't see it seeing a lot of play. So, yep, I gave it a two. Uh, I actually bumped this one from a three to a four. I maybe it doesn't see the play, but I love this card. I love the concepts. I I think the the only problem I see right now is that in that five slot we do already have a lot of other like taunts and stuff, uh, right? With Aldor True Seeker, which definitely you know you want to be playing that over this. Uh, the oh no, I can't remember it. The one that gets discounted when you you know cast spells on your stuff uh, starts at five. So I don't know. But I really like this. I think if the meta especially is a bit kind of aggressive, this eight health on this taunt seems really, really good. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a four, although I probably I think it's probably not going to be played that much right now. I think, again, this is probably another one that after we see like uh, the rotation next year, that this one's going to get better. But I love it. I think you may have been thinking of Devout Pupil, which is actually yes. the six mana four the five. Six? Okay. I couldn't yeah, remember but... four or five. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. But you also have Carousel Griffin that is a five mana five five with Divine Shield that if you corrupt it, it becomes an eight eight with taunt. So there's 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 definitely some other some other options there that you could potentially be running. So I yeah. Um Final final card for for Paladin is the Sunwing Squawker. It is another. It is another parrot. It is a four mana, three four beast with a battle cry that reads: "Repeat the last spell you cast on a friendly minion on this." Well, I've got that the the meme of the guy that's just kind of blowing on himself because he's so hot because he just likes this card is awesome the when i said that the the druid of the reef was one of the best cards this is one of the cards that's giving that card a run for its money for best in the set paladin is already trying to buff minions whether you're talking libram whether you're talking hand buff they've got really good cards that you will want to use um and get uh put on on this minion for free hand of a doll you know your Librum obviously could could do that. Uh, you know Noble Mount is a pretty nice option as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you could potentially want. Blessing of Authority, if you just happen to be playing in the in mid to late game, you could potentially get a free Blessing of Authority on this if that was the last one that you put on there. So I gave this a strong four. I think it 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 goes into easily could go into a Librum or a hand buff deck right away. And I think it's going to be a card that, despite the fact that it's slightly understated at its base, I think it's going to see some play uh, pretty much all through its time in Standard because it's such an easy battle cry to, to have uh, go off and, and be really, uh, really good for you. I gave it a three. Um, it just seems a little too pricey. If it was a two man, if it was a three mana two three, I think it would be slightly better. I just, I just, I, I get what you're saying, but it just feels too awkward when you don't have a chain going. So it's just like I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess, but 
it doesn't it, it it doesn't quite feel that good to me right now on paper. So we'll see. But I give it a three. Oh, another spicy one. This is my first five. I love this card. I love this card. I mean, if you've heard me talk on the show before, you know I love Paladin. Mid-range Paladin was one of my favorite decks. I want that to come back. The fact that this actually says repeat the last spell you've cast seems insane to me because like Mage mentioned, um, like Hand of a Doll. So it's repeating. So you also get the draw, right? Like you're getting all of the stuff from it. It's not just like the stats. So, oh, yes, this one seems pretty great. I'm excited for it. I think it's fantastic and fit into a lot of Paladin decks. There we go. There we go. Let's let's jump to let's jump to priest there, Dragon Rider. Yes. Well, you know, more animals. So the first priest card is a rare beast copycat. It's a three mana three four. Battle cry, add a copy of the next card your opponent plays to your hand. This is I mean, fantastic artwork. Um this is a really interesting card. I I feel like I haven't seen a lot of discussion yet on this card. Maybe because Priest isn't like kind of super viable necessarily right now in standard. Um, but this one I feel like is pretty interesting. I think the ability for the opponent to kind of play around it some makes it a little bit worse. Um, because they kind of know, you know, right? It's a battle cry, then it adds whatever they play next. So they kind of know it's coming. Uh, so I I'm just going to give it a two, but... I like the idea of it. It's kind of neat. I oh, sorry. Uh, I was still muted. Um, I gave this card a uh, two as well. It feels a bit fringy. It's got a decent stat line. I, I don't know. Are you expecting a copycat? Then you play around it. If not, then you don't. So it seems like it can fringely sneak up on someone. If it, so I think, yeah, I gave this a two as well. The uh, it's the opponent is going to know that the copycat is on the board, so they're gonna know that the next card they play, is, you get a copy of, and more than likely their card, whatever it is, is gonna have less synergy to your deck than it does their deck. So I don't know how useful the cards you're going to get off this are going to actually be. Um, but it's, it's more resources, I guess. And so, you know, there, there is the potential that if they're in some sort of, uh, situation where they can't play anything else, then maybe, maybe this does kind of, uh, get you some value there that you, you that you wouldn't have gotten. So I, I, I think that's a little hard to generate, uh, that situation very often. So I don't know how much play this will actually see. So I gave it a two. All right. Well, we're all kind of in agreement there then. Uh, next one we have is a rare shadow spell. Three mana, tradable, resurrect one friendly death rattle minion. Upgrades when traded. <sighs> this one is super interesting. I, I feel like I was super hyped when we had the expansion for the, the death rattle priest card. And then it just has not seen play. And it kind of made me sad. I love that card. But 
I don't know. The upgrading when it's tradable thing is kind of interesting, but I'm not, I'm still just not sold on it. I, I feel like I just want to kind of go in the middle because it is a shadow spell too, but I still just kind of feel like it's a two for me. Like, I don't know. It still feels fringy. I'm not sure where we're playing it yet. I also gave this one a two. Um, it, it's, it has potential. The death rattles just aren't there. There, <laughs> Excuse me. Apologize. Yeah, I just don't feel like the death rattles are there, so I gave it a two. Yeah, in standard right now, Requiem, Re Reliquary of Skull, Souls, Shadowed Spirit. Uh, if you don't remember that one, that's the three three mana four three that death rattles three damage to the enemy hero and light shower elemental those are the death rattles specifically in priest that you can that, that you could potentially uh resummon with this card i'm not sure that that um that that's enough obviously you have some some neutral ones as well but i think i think we're going to need to see better or more death rattle priest minions for this to actually be good so i gave this a two right now um i think i think the power level of it 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 feels a little expensive if you've only if you if you haven't traded it um depending on what what you have in your kind of death rattle pool or but it could potentially be you know big priest levels of good if we get to a point where there's good death rattle minions or you you're able to trade this thing once and then and then find a copy of it or something so it, it could eventually be better than that but right now i gave it a two okay and our last one is defias leper a two mana three two pirate battle cry if you're holding a shadow spell deal two damage i like this one just I, i'm still gonna give it a two for fringe because i i feel like you're probably not slotting this into more flexible decks like it's probably only really going in decks that you're making sure you're gonna have shadow spells but i i don't know maybe it's a three maybe it's a little better like uh i don't know i, I like it i gave it a three as well i i think it has potential in shadow priests so I kind of bet on the futures here with that one with a three. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually gave it a three. I think that it's it's not flashy. It just seems like I'm going to need to have early game potentially if I'm a priest, whether I'm playing a more a, a shadow priest or just a regular priest, and I'm probably running shadow spells. So the odds are I'm going to be able to get this. A little bit of tempo, as well as removing my, a, a small minion on the opponent's side of the board when when my class doesn't normally have a ping. So I th I think this is I think this is solid. I don't I don't think this is going to be like an MVP, but I think it'll end up finding its way into a few decks and just be a an okay card there. All right, all right, so that moves us into Rogue. First up, we have the legendary Edwin, Defias Kingpin. Four mana, four, four, pirate! Edwin's a pirate this time round. 
Um, he has Battle Cry. Draw a card. If you play it this turn, gain plus two, plus two, and repeat this effect. So you can essentially keep drawing Edwin and keep stacking him. So I gave him a three. I think this is a really solid card. Um, I don't know that it, it's... I'm not sure if it's the build-around card because I feel like um, the field contact's still there. It might be later on, but I, I just thought it was it, this felt like a three, just really solid. Yeah, I I like this card. In, in it's not the explosive Edwin of old, but what this card could potentially do is be a really big threat in the mid game and as well as drawing you resources and um i think that i think that it's uh you know that's that's good enough to see play and i i think we you know we've talked about the fact that the four mana spot right now this year has been the, the kazakis spot pretty much and it, that's the level of card you need in order to kind of consider putting something else in there besides Kazakus. And I think this card is good enough that you would displace Kazakus for it, it, it. You know, if you get a, a draw, you know, you play this for four mana, you get like a one or two cost thing and you play, play that this suddenly becomes a six, six and you draw a second card. You paid four mana uh, and, or, you know, five, six mana and got a got a six six and drew a couple cards. I think that's a pretty good deal. And suddenly your opponent has this kind of biggish sort of minion to deal with. I think the upside of this is probably something like a ten ten in the late game, and um, that even that that ends up being scaling fairly well. I mean, if you if you're on ten mana able to make this like an an eight eight or a ten ten or something. Uh, that that that's potentially game winning as well. So I I think that it scales pretty well, uh, but it's also a really really nice mid game tool as well. So I gave this a strong three. I wasn't quite convinced that it was a four, but I I'm very curious to see how this card plays, and I think I think that it could actually be better than than I'm giving it credit. Yeah, I'm also giving it a three, although I think I was almost leaning the other way. Like, I almost gave it a two, just because, like, I feel like you do have to build your deck kind of around it. So, like, you know, you're not playing this in something like the Galakrond Rogue that we had before, probably, where there's a lot more heavy cards. Uh, you know, maybe since it's a one of you could you could have slotted in there, but I feel like you're you're definitely playing this in cheaper decks. But I'm still giving it a three. It's still pretty solid. Uh, yeah, definitely nowhere near as powerful I think as the the Edwin Edwin of old, as Mage said. But I still like I, it. The rogue decks right now, specifically in standard, are leaning lower curve. Yeah. And 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 so I, I feel like right now it makes a lot of sense that this could be a t more of the high end of a rogue deck as a as a possible, you know, secondary win condition when your main win position is uh Garrots or a weapon or something like that to, to get you to get you there as the main win condition. 
Okay. And then finally, we have Blackwater Cutlass. It is a one mana 2 2 weapon tradable. After you trade this, reduce the cost of a spell in your hand by one. Um, I gave this a five. I think this is just nuts. <laughs> it gives Rogue a powerful weapon on turn one, which I feel like makes them a lot more competitive in the meta. And even if it isn't a turn one, one, uh, two, two weapon, it is every time you trade it, you you're drawing, you're cycling for free, essentially, if you have spells in your hand. So, and I think most rogues have spells in their hand the majority of the time. So I like, I like this. I skipped over parlay. Sorry. Uh, we'll come back to it. Sorry. <laughs> I you know we had this discussion in the in the Discord. I think this is a good card. I I I don't know that it's quite at that level, uh, five level. Um, I I gave this as a, a three, a, a strong three. Uh, as you point out, there it's it's inexpensive, and I mean there's no minion early game minion that this thing doesn't kill in a, in a lot of cases. Um, and it has the flexibility of being tradable so that you can, you know, if you don't need it, right. If you don't need the weapon right now, you can, you can potentially, um, you know, look for, look for something else. The, the fact that it reduces a, a spell in your hand, uh, I think is, is, is definitely, um, a bonus that on, on the tradable aspect of it, that is, I, 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 I just I don't know how to account for it because there's just the the spells that Rogue plays are cheap or free a lot of times, um, so I'm not sure how much of an effect it'll have, but it could definitely have a a, a, a potential potentially big effect. So I'm gonna give this a three, uh, but I'm very curious to see how this card plays as well. Well, I guess I'm just splitting the difference between yeah, I gave it a four. Uh, so, I, yeah, I can kind of see both arguments. I feel like this is very strong. You know, you can play it for one, or you can spend the one to trade it and then get a discount. I think this would be even better if it just gave a card in your hand discount, not a spell. You know, because like discounting one of your, your important minions would be really great. Uh, but... You know, I, I think it's pretty solid, and I'm curious to also see if this sees play in the future in some other decks, too. Like, once we have maybe some more expensive cards that people are playing, or spells, you know, more expensive spells, maybe make it into some decks. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty decent, so I gave it a four. Okay, and then the final card, I'm sorry I skipped over this, is Parlay. It is a one-mana spell. Uh, swap this for a card in your opponent's deck. I, I gave this a two. <laughs> I don't know if this is a one or a two, but I, I was like, maybe you get combo disruption. I, I, I honestly, this one is extremely confusing to me. So I gave it a two. I mean, we've <laughs> we've seen Rogue get some uh, disruption, um, deviant del deviant delight, something like that, um, was the most recent one, and that 
saw like actually no play. Savory deviant delight do, does not transform dominion in both in both players' hands to a pirate or stealth minion, and it just didn't didn't see play. I don't think this sees play either for the same reason. It's just I think rogue is a class that does need to have all 30 cards kind of to advance their win condition and the synergy that they have in their decks is such that they need all 30 cards to be to work towards whatever that win condition is at least at least right now there's not room for a lot of tech cards and so i just i don't i don't i don't see it and like uh, opponents cards aren't going to work as well in your deck so you know outside of being a combo disruption i i don't know why you would run this i gave this a one i just don't think it'll see play yep one don't like it yeah move on <laughs> that's what done with rogue moving moving on to shaman then we have uh the other class legendary of the set it is cookie the cook three mana two three murloc with lifesteal and a death rattle that says equip a two three stirring rod with lifesteal i'm a sucker for murlocs i'm a sucker for murlocs in shaman and I think this is this is a lot of lifesteal in one card. Uh, you have the minion, plus you have three swings of a weapon, all with lifesteal. So uh, you have potentially eight heal across, across the weapon and minion. I don't know if Murloc Shaman is going to be a thing. It's definitely not going to be a thing in the short term, I don't believe. But I think this is a really good, a really strong card, and I think it's going to see some play and be really annoying at some point. I actually gave this a four, and yes, I might be on something. Oh my god. I don't know how to rate this. Because, like, I actually feel like this is a pretty good card. Um like without just relying on Murlocs, like just itself, it's pretty solid, right? Yeah. Like, and you can you just know, throw, and I, throw this in your deck, and you have yeah. eight up to eight life steal to that you could just kind of count on. Yeah, like I don't even mind. Like I might test this out in Elemental Shaman, just as another thing to play. Um, I I don't know. I'm not sold on that idea, but life steal is great. Uh, I'm just gonna give it a three for now. Like it's it's fine, but uh, I, I don't know where where it's going yet. But I like it. <laughs> I like it. Too. I like the flavor, but I ended up giving it a two. I just I don't know. I don't see really a place for it. Um, Murloc Shaman seems a little too random right now. So I yeah, I'm sticking with the two on that. Yeah, in in standard right now you have Spawn Pool Forager, the one mana one two, and the South Coast Chieftain, the two mana three two, with the battle cry, and you got no fin can stop us. You've got the uh, Firemancer Flurgle as well, but there's like that's it. There's there's not enough 
Murloc support specifically in Shaman right now for this to be good. I just I, I'm fully on board with the idea this will be good at some point because there'll be a few more Murlocs uh, in standard that will that will make this worth playing. I'm not convinced about Sucker Hook. On the on the other hand, the rare card four mana three six pirate uh, that says at the end of your turn transform your weapon into one that costs one more. So we have an evolve effect on your weapon. I think you put weapons in your deck specifically for a reason, because you want the effect that they have. And random, you know, you know kind of the highs and lows you could potentially get from evolve effects. And um, you're, you're definitely not putting this in a deck with Doomhammer because you want all those charges of Doomhammer. So then the question is, is do you only want one cop or, you know, one charge from your Wackanole or one charge from the Auctioneer uh, gavel? And maybe, but I think those are better as they are. And so I just don't see a place for this particular card to see much play. So I get, I gave it a two. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Other evolve effects for minions and stuff make more sense to me than evolving your weapon. Yeah, I gave it a one. I just, I, I thought about it as a two, but like, oh, man, I just, I don't know. I feel like the only way this might be good is like if you play some sort of four costed weapon and then evolve this into like box by knuckles. And is there even like, a, I don't even know if there are or any good four cost shaman weapons right now so it's like i just nah i just don't like this i gave it a wall there are no there there are no four cost weapons in the standard pool right now Ooh, sweet yeah i just gave it a one i think it's kind of useless i don't really see the point so <laughs> uh yep and one for me yeah yeah Okay, uh, the last card for Shaman is the Brilliant Macaw. It is a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three beast with a battle cry that reads, Repeat the last battle cry you played. So like the Paladin uh, Parrot, uh, this is a really easy battle cry to, to manipulate and get some value on. Um, doesn't have to be this turn. It could be, you know... The, just the last one that you played whenever that was so i think this is just a good card and so i i gave it a i don't think it's like op please nerf or anything uh i probably should rate it better than cookie the cook but i didn't i gave this a three i i think it's just a solid card that you're that you're you know if you're doing pretty much all the shaman decks are going to have some battle cries that you wouldn't mind getting an extra copy of a battle cry. And so then the question is, is can you find room to put this in your, in your deck? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. And so if you can, I think this is a solid inclusion. I gave this a three as well. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like uh, if, if, um, if, uh, what is going to say, 
<laughs> if we still had the battle cry quest, <laughs> uh, I think this might be better. But I mean, there's still a lot of good battle cries. Someone made a point of like Fireheart. You could have a second Fireheart. So like, or more damage from your gyre worms, or your fire elementals, your granite forgeborn. Like there's a lot of things that this could do. So it seems like a very solid addition to a lot of what Shaman has. Yeah, I'm giving it a three. I'm, I'm also, I'm rating it the same as Cookie the Cook. Maybe it's a bit better. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty flexible. I like it. I might mess in the, around with it in Elemental Shaman 2. In the short term, it definitely is better than Cookie yes. the Cook. Let's, let's, yeah, let's yeah. not mince words there. It is, it is in fact, True. better. <laughs> yes. I mean, but I like cookie. I want cookie. Yes, yes, <laughs> I like exactly. That's that's where we're at. That's that's where we're yes. at here. But I think functionality and flexibility. This this macaw seems pretty dang good. All right, let's move on to warlock. Dragon Rider, you want to take warlock? Yes. All right. For some reason, I lost my page there for the cards. Okay, perfect. <laughs> So, we have a rare demon, 4 mana, 4, 3. It is Hulkbreaker, Battlecry, and Death Rattle. Draw a spell. Your hero takes damage equal to its cost. I honestly don't know where I want to rate this card, so I'm probably just going to end up giving it a 3. But I, like, I don't know. This is another one that I think could either be great or just be, like, terrible. <laughs> Which is probably why I'm just going to give it a three. But, like, I don't know. Drawing a spell, like, you get to draw something. You're getting a decent-ish body. It's got the demon tag, so maybe you could do something with that. But I, I feel like you could even play this in, like, quest line stuff. Just to progress your quest. You're getting to draw some spells. I don't know. Like, it, it seems good. I gave it a two. <laughs> I think it's going to be... I think... I don't know. It just, just seems like... It doesn't quite fit anywhere, even in Questline. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like what you want to be doing. So I gave it a two. So I like that you called it Hulk Breaker because it looks like a Hulk on the on the card art. So you it's see what Hulk I know. You see what it's I did? Kill, it's kill, yeah, it's killing the uh, it, it's killing the side of the ship. So it's uh, I I gave this a two. I. We've seen this effect before. Minions that are drawing or discovering a spell and then doing that damage to yourself. Those have not seen, like, I think it was Chittering Tunneler or something like that that was the last one that did it. Um, yep, yep. But we didn't have the quest at that point. And doing damage to yourself wasn't necessarily... Uh, something that you were that you were trying specifically to do. This is also drawing it from your deck, so it's um, so this this was a spell good enough to put in your deck. So I think there's some things going for this that make it better than previous iterations of this kind of card, and it'll be very interesting to see whether or not this actually sees play. I think you, I think you want to try and find more ways to potentially do damage to yourself. Uh, for the quest uh, deck, um, so this could be that option, but I, I I don't know if this is this doesn't seem like on its face 
good enough to to be there. So I gave this a two. But the fact that it's Battle Cry and Death Rattle means it does it twice, which could ends up being a fair amount of damage that you could do. And and you know you're running two cost, three cost, uh, you know spells and stuff as well as one or two. So. Um, you're not necessarily taking a ton of damage from this, so it might be okay. The next one we've got is Shadowblade Slinger, a 1-mana 2-1 pirate. Battlecry, if you've taken damage this turn, deal that much to an enemy minion. Again, this is one I'm not really sure how to evaluate. I feel like it's either great or terrible, so... Maybe that means it's fringe, but I'm going to give this one a three as well. I think even just with the hero power, right? Like you, you hero power, you deal two to yourself, uh, and then you can ping something off. Uh, it seems great. Maybe we're not slotting it into current iterations of Warlock, but maybe. I don't know. I, I Again, I'm I'm not sure where to evaluate this one, but I kind of like it. I gave it a four. <laughs> I, I think it's really easy um, to get the damage up on this, to take like two to like raise deads three for zero, you know, hero power, especially if you played a tour guide the last turn. So like, I feel like this kind of gives some mid rangey removal a lot, a lot easier without having to blow like the life steal stuff too. So I like this a lot. So I gave it a four. Uh, I gave it a three. I, I th- this has shades of prize plunder, and prize plunder is a really good card. I don't know that this is quite to that level, um, but it still seems like it's really, really solid. And I, you could you can make a case that it that it could be a zooish sort of card. You could also make a case that it could be in a more mid range sort of card. As well as the fact that it could be in a quest deck because, you know, you're doing damage to yourself anyway. So I, I think this is going to see some play. So I gave it a three. All right. And our last Warlock card is a one mana spell. Wicked Shipment. Tradable. Summon two one one imps. Upgrades by two when traded. Uh, I don't know. I'm giving this a one. Like, that seems like it could be cool, but at the same time, like, I just I don't know if this is even what we want. Maybe it plays off of some other stuff in the future, but I think right now it's just, yeah, I don't want to play it. It's a one. I gave it a two on the fringe chance you discover it somehow and maybe you get a board in a can <laughs> i don't know i i didn't want to give it a two because it's tradable or a one because it's tradable so yeah it's interesting there if there's a way that you could leverage the imps um that that we don't necessarily have right now um that would be that would be of more interest to me, but but we don't we don't necessarily um, have a plague of flames type card in standard right now where this would suddenly be really interesting. So I'm not sure where this actually sees play. So I did give it a two um, because maybe there's something down the road, but it it, it feels like it's going to be a lot better if you're able to trade it once first. 
All right, that is Warlock. Let's move to Warrior. And first we have Blacksmithing Hammer. It is a 4-mana 5-1 weapon that is tradable. After you trade this, gain two, plus 2 durability. So you trade it, it becomes a 5-3. You trade it again, it becomes a 5-5. Five, five. This is very interesting. I don't know if this is a build around, but I think it's a very solid card. So I gave it a 3. I mean, you're paying one mana less for potentially an Arcanite Reaper if you, or slight a better Arcanite Reaper if you're able you're able to trade it. Um, I just don't know. the The problem is you have to find it. You then have to pay a mana to trade it, and then you have to find it again. And that that seems like that's going to be difficult, even with effects that allow you to tutor a weapon out. So I gave this a two, but. Man, I'd like to actually have this be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I did the same thing. I gave it a two for the same reasons. Like, uh, I want to like it, but the fact that you have to basically re- find it repeatedly, eh, I'm not sold on that. I think pulling this off of the, uh, like, if you're playing Questline Warrior, right, and you play Captain Mercara, and then this generates for the turn you got a five attack weapon that's going to get replaced next turn anyways that seems great to like this is a great one to get off of that effect and then you can smack for five and then you're going to get something next turn anyways but playing it in your deck uh i'm not sold all right then we have the defias cannoneer three mana three three pirate after your hero attacks deal two damage to a random enemy twice yeah, this this is pretty solid. So, I mean, easily you got a lot of weapons. You got a way to tutor weapons. This is a pirate. I gave this a three. It seems like a really solid inclusion to Pirate Warrior. We have a quest right now that wants Warrior to play pirates. And then they give it the Defias Cannoneer that is actually a pretty solid pirate. Because the... Uh, your hero attacking, you're going to be attacking as warrior because you've got weapons and you have a a quest completion that gives you weapons every turn. So I, I like this card. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's not like an OP sort of card. It's just going to be a really solid card to play in that deck. And you're probably not going to, outside of your opponent not having any minions, there's, there's no real downside to this card. Um... You know that I I like it. It's a three, and it's gonna you're gonna see it. Yep, I gave it a four. I think this feels fantastic. I could even see this being played in other warrior decks that just don't like. Maybe not right now because it kind of the decks you're attacking pretty much are questline with pirates and stuff, anyways. But I think even just after your hero attacks, you get some extra damage. Fantastic. Solid body, solid stats. Four. All the way around. It's good. Awesome. And then finally, we have Man the Cannons. A two-mana spell. Deal three damage to a minion and one damage to all other minions. People have been calling this mini swipe. Um, I, I give it a three. Uh, keep in mind that this damages all other minions, so yours included. I mean, I'll, I'll pay 
I'll pay two mana for this. I'll, I'll take the one damage on my side of the board to do three and one to everything on their side of the board. This seems this seems really good, and the fact that it's two mana means that you know you're going to be able to play this when you find it, and it's just a matter of just setting it up so that your board doesn't completely die with it. So it's I it's good. It's going to see play. It's it's. Kind of competing with Minefield a little bit right now, but Minefield, I think, is um, not is is not necessarily going to keep it from seeing play uh, in the future. I absolutely do not like this card. I I don't know. I feel like Warrior just has better tools for dealing damage to the boards and stuff maybe i could see this being played if you're wanting to pair it with um Barov. but like i i don't know i gave it a one i just don't like it okay so let's mine minefield's gonna minefield's gonna rotate here next spring because it was the madness of the dark yeah. moon fair so yep there you go okay well so let's move on. Let's move on to the neutrals. We've got uh, five neutral cards here to go through. We'll start with the legendaries. We have Goliath Sneed's masterpiece. It is an eight mana eight eight mech with a battle cry that reads: Fire five rockets at enemy minions that deal two damage each. You pick the targets. Expensive cards like this really have to have a big upside. This is an 8-mana 8-8 that does 10 damage, um, but it does just to minions, so that's less great. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that this sees a ton of play. I think it's just a little too expensive. It doesn't do quite enough um, to, to warrant its inclusion. I gave it a 2. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see whether or not this actually would Z play. I also gave this a two. Seems not good. <laughs> Way too expensive. Yup, it's a two from me as well. You kind of almost need the battle cry to go off in order for this to actually be good enough to be in the deck. And, you know, I think of some of the ways that you might get it onto the board would negate the battle cry. So then it kind of sucks at the point so uh the other legendary is mr smite six mana six five pirate that says your pirates have charge i mean i think this is this is a natural inclusion for pirate decks so warrior you're gonna see this and i think it's it's charge it's gonna i think i think it's good i think you just throw it in there and it's going to be good i gave this it's it's like the closest thing to leroy we have now in in standard and it's it's actually leroy plus because it does other pirates as well so uh i gave this a four i think this is actually kind of a, a pseudo finisher for for warrior and there's potential for it to maybe be the case if you can find enough pirates in in other classes I think this is the Stone Cold Nuts. This is a five. This card, it's a six mana, six five that charge get, has charge with upside. I mean, I feel like this is going to see a lot of play. So get ready to see Mr. Smite. 
Again, I think I went right in the middle. I gave this a four. I think he's pretty solid, but like the fact that it's just your pirates, yes, it's good right now. Like, but I don't think he's going in every single deck or anything crazy. So I don't know. He, he's pretty solid for what he does. He's a four. You don't think I gave it a three, did you? <laughs> I think this is a really good card. Because <laughs> Daring, Daring it is a five. I have it as a I have it as a, a strong four. I, I called him oh, Leroy. Okay. Leroy, Leroy yes. is good enough that it got rotated or you know got got Hall of Famed or removed from standard. So I, I think this is a good card. <laughs> oh, Ma- sorry. Contrast to that, Mattis Bomber is an 8-mana 9-8 epic that reads, Battlecry deal 12 damage randomly, split among all other characters. This, we have had Bomber cards in the past. They've all kind of sucked, with the exception of the 2-mana one that was that was okay, but still more infuriating than anything else. This is a one. This is I, I don't see a world in which this ever sees play. Goliath Sneed's masterpiece sees play before Mattis Bomber sees play. Yeah, it's a one. It's trash. Yup. Yeah, it's a one for me too. Don't like it. Multicaster is a four mana three four pirate rare that reads Battlecry, draw a card from each different spell school you've cast this game. Um, I mean, I like drawing cards. At I don't know if it is great at the expense of attack on this minion. I think the cost is a bit much, and I'm not sure where you're gonna what classes outside of mage where you're casting a lot of different spell schools. So. I don't. I don't see where this sees a ton of play or where it goes. What classes do you play this in? And, and I, because I feel like you need to draw more than one. So I give this a two, but it. I. I don't know where this goes. I gave it a one. I think it's just not good at all. Yeah, I wanted to give it a two, but I just gave it a one because, like, uh, like what Mage said. I mean, I. I think mage is what you're playing it in right now but also mage has much better draw that is like cheaper and more guaranteed than this so i I don't i don't like it right now again maybe this is one that in the future is gonna see more play but right now no Final card in this mini set is Galaka Glutton, a three mana two three pirate with a battle cry that reads destroy a beast and gain plus one plus one. Oh, how the tides have turned when the crab used to eat the pirate. Now the pirate gets to eat the crab. <laughs> crab. Uh, this is a tech card and it's three mana. Instead of two mana like the like the crab was that ate the pirate. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that it sees play. If you're really annoyed by beasts, which I don't know how you would be right now, because there's not really a ton of them running around. Um you know, you could use this. We obviously are getting some uh macaws and parrots and things in this set, so if those start going completely rampant, then you have this option, but this is a this is a two. 
uh, low two, it's a tech card, and you you probably should be playing something to further your own quest, your own your own game plan than playing this. Yeah, this is like an extreme two. <laughs> yep. So I I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, I decided to not even be that generous. I just went with the one. It was That's like, fair. nope, just <laughs> uh, two feels generous. I can maybe see it, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, eh, no. Okay, that wraps. All right, we did it. We got through all, yes. we got all through 100, all, no, 100. We got through all 35 cards. Okay. It felt like 100. It did feel like 100. <laughs> Well, then, Mage, why don't you give us a poll question and we'll get out of here. <laughs> All right. Poll question for this week. Last week, we asked you, you know, what class needs the help in the mini set. We want to know from you, which class do you think got the most help or got the best set of cards in this in this mini set? Uh, your options are Druid, Shaman, Rogue, or other. If you vote other, please give us a reply and tell us which class you think got the best set. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com and follow our top pin tweet to go to our Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter and Twitch at Daring Alkaline. Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K. Over on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. And uh, you can also find me over at Spirit Healer Podcast, talking all things mercenaries. And Mage, take us home. You can find me on Twitter talking about Hearthstone, mercenaries, Battlegrounds, D&D, other video games I'm playing at Mage of Death. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for hanging in and listening to our full mini set review. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Oh, wait, is that a macaw? Oh.